What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 36 of the Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. I'm also an avid beer drinker. Oh, that's good. I guess just drinker in general. <laughs> but I gravitate mostly towards beer. I'm normally an, an avid beer connoisseur, but this week I've been fighting off a cold and... Where did you get a cold from? <laughs> the, first, the first drop of alcohol I will have all week will be on this podcast. So, that's a, that's a thing. Wow. Also, I'm sorry for the sniffles that you'll probably hear throughout this episode because <laughs> it's... Uh, you get coughs, coughs from Joe, sniffles from Robin. Yeah. Joe and I won't get into how I got the cold from him, because it's a personal thing, but it was, uh, yeah, it's pretty much all your fault. We played a round of disc golf together and rode in a car. <laughs> That's what happened. Fair. Which I was super sick for. Mm-hmm. Um, not super sick, I was feeling better, and thus I went uh, and went disc golfing. Totally had no arm, was fatigued. And threw a better round than I've thrown in like a few weeks. And why did that happen? Because I clubbed down and I didn't try to bomb everything and threw for like consistency and stuff. I was so proud. I was literally like in tears. I don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) Watching watching you do that, I was just amazed. Joe, if you're just joining us for the first time, Joe loves his high-speed drivers, he loves throwing big hyzer shots, and this day he just didn't have the arm, so he picked his lower-speed, understable plastic, and he threw straight shots right up the middle, he threw hyzer flips. Yeah, I I flipped stuff up. He didn't overpower anything. Because I couldn't. He stayed within (laughs) himself, and he shot a better score than he shot there in months. But listen, what it really was... What it really was, to be honest, that was a part of it. But the main, main thing was, I don't think I missed a putt within 15 feet. That's true. That which, helps. Which should be how it always is, but it's definitely not been me lately. But I definitely was hitting all of my putts that I should hit. Uh, and that, I think, was the difference. So, yeah, I threw... I think the last time we played, it's not a good course. It's super open, which is good because we were on a super time crunch and I wasn't feeling well. But I threw a minus four, whereas I think the last time I played there, I don't know, like a month ago, I definitely threw like a minus one and was very disappointed. So it was nice to uh, have a better score, even though I wasn't feeling fantastic and had zero arm. It was, it's, a, it's an excellent lesson for, for disc golf in general. Not necessarily on the style of, of play, but, but playing to your strengths on any particular day. Mm-hmm. You know, not trying to force feed a disc if it's not flying the way it normally does to you. Change something up and, and grab something different and, and you know, kind of try to think really rationally about what you just did and, and how you can compensate for it. If you're coming out with a lot of hyzer or something like that and you're just sawing off your throws to the left and, and try and figure out, rather than just you know beating your head against the yeah. wall for an entire round to, to adjust and, and go forward from that point. And then when you don't have a big arm that day, of course that makes absolute sense. you know you got to club down and, and use those discs that have a little bit more glide and yeah. try not to overthrow them. And, no, totally. Like I think some of the one of the discs I was throwing the best was my Claymore, um, which if you haven't listened before, I have like a not regular Claymore. I have a super understable Claymore as far as Claymores go, and I was not turning it over. <laughs> I was throwing it as hard as I quote unquote could, and it was just a nice straight flight. Yeah, and it worked well for me. I think I got a couple birdies with that. Yeah. 
it was a lot of fun. We had a short time. I think we played it in the, the round in like an hour and 15 minutes or something like that mm-hmm. um, on a fairly wide open 18-hole course early in the morning. So we, we got through it pretty quick. But, yeah, we did. But that was a lot of fun. We both played well. And, and uh, Joe, despite cold and, and weakness, was, uh, was on point. So. Right. And I think I only lost by one stroke. That's true. That's true. And then, like, Robin's going to do, like, family things and stuff this weekend. I'm not going to play disc golf with you. I'm going to spend the weekend with my beautiful wife. It's going to be great. Super duper. Cool. Great story. Joe's upset because I'm not going to play disc golf with him. That's true. So I hope it comes across in the podcast. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's pretty apparent. <laughs> I also hate Robin a little for other reasons. <laughs> Joe's also got a fantasy football grudge currently. So this episode could get a little spicy. So... Just be prepared for that, listeners. <laughs> Anyways, on this episode, we no longer have tournaments to talk about, at least not the big A-tier tournaments with uh, all your favorite pro players. Such is life for the next few months in disc golf. So we're going to talk about, we. there was a great uh, Ask Me Anything video that was posted about Nicolo Castro that was very intriguing that we want to talk about. So we're going to cover that. We also want to talk about our ideal starter pack. Different disc companies have their starter packs that they sell with various discs in them. And we want to talk about if you could just pick your own starter pack, whatever it would be, what would that be and and how would you put it together? So we're going to do that. We have our typical what's in your cart uh, segment where we talk about what we're looking forward to, what we want to get, what we've been eyeballing and and, uh, checking out online in terms of discs or disc golf gear just kind of what we're looking at, kind of our wish list of disc golf. And then we're going to do our deer review, our world-famous disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring them out on the course with you. Today, we have the Dynamic Discs Justice, a Lucid Justice, which is an overstable, mid-range disc, extremely overstable. it's fairly new. Fairly new. And we have a extremely new Born Yesterday Pale Ale, by Lagunitas, which is was literally made this week. Yeah, I think on on Tuesday it was made. We're recording on Thursday, so or Monday. Um, any first off, uh, I I'm gonna say it now. I'll probably say it again when we get to the deer review. We are jerks. This is super limited release. Yes. Um, we li- it, we live within half an hour of the brewery, and it didn't even it came to one like really small hole in the wall store in our town. Uh, and I think they may have had to just go to the brewery themselves and buy the beer that they brought back to their store. And it's a delicious, fresh hop, unfiltered pale ale, and we'll we'll cover that. But very, very uh, limited release, and we're we're uh, airing from our normal pairing where we try and pair the disc name with the beer name because this beer was just kind of something we felt we needed to review for the podcast. But it's so. also cl- I mean. It works out well in the sense that the Justice is fairly new, and we bought this when it was brand new and just couldn't find anything to, to pair it with, so it worked out. Yeah, so we have new beer, new disc. That's what we're going with yep, today. Yep, <laughs> So. Boom. It is what it is. <laughs> but we, we think you'll you'll like both, and hopefully it it uh, it comes through, and you'll at least get to try one of these. We're thinking the Justice will be, unless you live in Chicago, I'm guessing, where the other Lagunese right, breweries. Right, right. You might Chicago. If, if you're not local to Lagunese and Petaluma, maybe in Chicago you can get it. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll have to ask and see where, where the, whether there was other distribution. But I would imagine you got to be pretty close to the brewery for, for Born Yesterday. So that's our episode coming up. We hope you enjoy it. 
we want to get right into the Nicola Castro Ask Me Anything, which uh, was born out of Reddit from Central Coast Disc Golf. They posted a uh, a a uh, a um, post there on Reddit. <laughs> on Reddit, they posted a post. They posted a post, <laughs> basically just asking for questions for Nico. They knew that they were going to be filming a tournament that Nico was going to be at the what the. Northern California champions or championships or something like that. Mm-hmm. NorCal championships. So they knew they were going to be with him. Um, it seemed like a good idea, especially stemming from USDGC. Uh, Nico was a little outspoken with his frustration of being canceled. Yes. So I think they kind of struck while the, while the iron was hot and, and Absolutely. knew they could grab Nico and ask him some questions. And they got the results they were looking for, I think. For the most part. So well, I'm going to start by just saying, ask me anything... Uh, if if it's Nicola Castro, it doesn't mean I'm going to answer anything. Yeah, uh, Nicola Castro has has a future in politics, I'd say, based on some of his answers to these questions. So yeah, yeah, I would I would say so. <laughs> it, was, it was politics very... or or like um like inspirational speak, like guru stuff. Like there were a few things that I was just like, that's yeah. such a lame answer. One thing I really liked about this AMA, and if you uh, want to watch it, it's on the Central Coast Disc Golf uh, YouTube channel. And under Nicola Castro. If so. you didn't know, we're, we're big fans. And uh, so definitely check that out. It's very interesting to watch. He has a lot of... One thing I really liked about it, you know, Nico is one of the very unique players in a lot of different ways in disc golf. One, he is not, he's not single company sponsored in terms of disc. So he throws a mixed bag, which is extremely rare. Yeah. Um, he also has his own brand, which is not... Super rare, but it's, you know, not... Well, and that's really kind of his jam, top. though. That's his thing is he's... I know watching, like, a documentary with him, like, years ago, he was quick to, like, buy up a ton of different URLs and copyright yeah. right names mm-hmm. and stuff. So he has Fly Life Disc Golf that he that he has his own brand. And he's out of, out of Northern California here. Out of Grass and, Valley. Yeah, Grass Valley. And he, he just really, a lot of times in this AMA, stressed hard work, which I really appreciate. You know, he's mm-hmm. talking about hard work and dedication. If you want to be better, you have to outwork people and, and work hard towards your goals, and, and they, which is really absolutely true. If you want to succeed or excel in anything in life, you absolutely have to work as hard as possible towards it and and really be firm in your goals and, and set your sights and, and just work towards it every single day. Yeah. So it's true of anything, disc golf work, you know, your, your hobbies, uh, your, your own personal life, whatever it may be. I mean, I do my best to drink as much beer every day as I can. <laughs> you know, those are my aspirations. So that he really reiterated that multiple times. The, the parts that I thought were really interesting was there was a question about his level of fitness and it, it came through that, uh, you know, he does work out quite a bit. And it turns out Nicola Castro has a straight up six pack and is, I'm not surprised. Really? I, I, I think the number of disc golfers with, with like a pure cut six pack could probably be counted on one hand. And I don't know. I don't who think the other that's true. Are. I don't think that's true. Um, professional I, disc golfers. Yeah, but it's more his Who are the body. Other ones? It's more his body. Dude, I bet Macbeth has. No, he does not. He's posted plenty of shirtless pictures on his Instagram. Why are you looking at all these shirtless? I don't know. I don't follow his shirtless pics on Instagram. <laughs> but it's it's. I know lots of people with that slight frame that have six packs. Okay. I'm, that sounds weirder than me seeing. <laughs> I, whatever. I, I I wasn't blown. Like you were telling you. 
you're kind of blown away with it by it. I'm not really. Oh, okay. Um, because it's you know it wasn't. You know, I wouldn't consider him a yoked guy. He's no. just slender and yeah, he's still a little and wiry, low body fat, yeah. which which makes sense. Yeah, he um, weighs 145 pounds, which he reiterated a handful of times. Yeah, which is nuts. Which you, is nuts. You, so here's the thing. So Robin, t- tell them what you told me on our Slack conversation with each other. So if would you, if you could make this choice, you would become Nico Castro's size. So you're 145 pounds and what, five foot six, right? I don't know, he's like 5'6", he's in that 5'6", to 5'8", he is not a large individual. And throw 650 feet, and have his skill set in disc golf, like, would I you take, take that, it? yeah, absolutely, both hands. No, no, no way would I, would I pass that up. I already feel short, and I'm like a hair under six foot. See, I don't care about that. See, I, I do. I don't care at I all. I do, that's, that's my, my, my person is built on being a larger person. <laughs> like, I couldn't live being that small fine i i'd be four inches shorter than you and and bomb twice as far as you currently do i'm not twice as far real close to twice as far (laughs) but not twice as far um no totally (laughs) because you would totally leave your uh do you think he makes more money than you do i don't know I bet he did i don't really want to get into that on this podcast (laughs) i know you don't but i'm just saying your your life's pretty sick even though I, i don't know I I mean he those abilities he go with did, having to uh he did say that that he does not have a side job that disc golf is his only job. So he is No, totally. And he's you know, he's a, he owns a company. He's grinding for sure. No, he's killing it. I'm not That's what I'm saying. I just I yeah, couldn't I couldn't get over I it? couldn't I couldn't trade the size. Man, I I wouldn't care. I'd be like whatever. I I'll I'll throw 650 feet putt from from 75 feet away have crazy scooby shots see i would i would be down to like i don't even have to think about it it's like like literally like all i I want yeah no i just couldn't i couldn't (laughs) i couldn't i would be like if i if i was gonna be someone size that's on the the a pro disc golfer um, I'd be down to be like big germ size. See, I'm, I'm, I'm into being tall. Joe's totally a height elitist. For all you short listeners out there, I'm with you. Or Joe, or I kick it with. Did. I would kick it with best friend of the podcast, <laughs> Nate Das, because I feel like he's probably similar to our size. <laughs> probably. Like Nate Das, I could just kick it with that. Own a brewery. Like life's good. <laughs> so if you're out there and you're short, Joe's judging you. I'm not judging you. That's totally fine. I'm stoked for you. I just don't want to be you. And I'm sure there are some smaller people that don't want my gut. So that's probably so true, we're yeah. good. Fair enough. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I get judged. Like, I'm sure just as I much can... as like slender guys that are little about uh, the extra pounds I'm carrying than I do about them being little. I can guarantee you that Nicola Castro does not want to be 5'11", have a beer gut and throw 400 feet. No, I guarantee you. You're 100 percent correct with that, without a doubt, with 100. percent So, but I bet there's a part of me that's like, man, if I was 5'11", I could bomb more. Uh, I don't know if that's true though. I don't think it is. What I think of it here, this is fucking super speculation coming out of nowhere. I think lanky dudes are the dudes who bomb. Yeah, like if I long could, arms. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think long arms. 
is you Chusterick and Lazat and mm-hmm. Lacastro and Macbeth. He's not super lanky, but he still looks like. But he's, got, he's his. Well, yeah. if you like, if you look on the Innova site, I remember looking this up. We were looking. They uh, put like random facts up, mm-hmm. and they put height and they put wingspan. Yeah, and he's like five nine and has like a six foot six one wingspan. Yeah. So he has he's and has then that length. Drew Gibson's pretty pretty uh, got long arms. I think the only big bomber that doesn't fit that mold is Alex Geisinger. Yeah. Because he's just a Ooh, big, he's a yeah, he's big a big dude. He's a big guy, but he, I could see him having some. I think his arms might. But be he's a little up there with Lazat and yep. and uh, and um, David Wiggins is not too. He's got a pretty good build to him too, right? You know, but build and, and length of arms is a different thing, so. and that's why if we ever go back to our if they played disc golf, I have changed it to one hundred percent. We I think we actually brought it up, but it's it is for sure Kevin Durant. Yeah, we did we did bring that up. It's I think 100% we, Kevin I think Durant. we were talking pitchers, too, because we really believe yeah. in, in baseball mechanics and But and I just, I just like, looked at a picture. There's, like, a, I think Durant's on the cover of, like, Rolling Stone or something random. And straight up, his, his wrists go to, like, his shins. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I bet he would throw so I, far. I think we would be, we will be amazed in the future as to how disc golf progresses when, when more elite athletes start to take on the sport. I think we'll start to see some. I know. I like. Like, I like. Look at my three-year-old son. I'm like. I think he has a pretty big wingspan. (laughs) I think this kid's gonna bomb. We're already sizing him up. Oh hell yeah! (laughs) But a couple other things I want to cover on this AMA because there were several questions that that Nico just wasn't going to answer, and he didn't. He didn't really make any any bones about it. He just kind of like gave very curt answers to them. And one of them, he was asked, "Who would you most like to play with?" And he like looked around for a second and said, "I like to play alone." Right, that was weird. He like just like, "Oh, okay." And then when he was asked what his favorite disc was, he says, "The disc that's working that day." And right. just like, and I don't know whether he doesn't want to call out a particular brand because he's not sponsored or or whatever it is, and and you know, I, I don't know what why he wouldn't be able to say one disc golfer that he likes to play with. Either I just don't understand why he wouldn't want to answer some of those those questions. It was it was pretty. Well, especially odd. like as the seasons like wrapping up. Like I I would get it if this AMA was like second day of USDGC. Yeah. Like I totally get that mentality of like I'm here by myself. Like I I don't want to be friends with anyone. It's a competition. Like cool. But you know, third round of, of possibly like a rained out like B tier California tournament. Yeah. Just have some fun. Yeah. Like you first off, if you're gonna sign up to do an AMA, like be open and willing. Yeah. Like have a good time. Like just say no if you're not gonna Yeah. Well I think, not but he he answered a lot of things well. It was actually really good. I, I, it, I don't wanna like it was, make it sound like he was a dick the whole time. No, he wasn't. I think he was just not totally self aware of, of how he was coming across in a couple of answers. And the way it was set up was he was at he was reading the questions off his phone and answering them and i i think i don't i don't want to put down central coast disc golf but in the past it's been ian asking the yeah. questions or someone else and i think if the interviewer was asking him the questions instead of that that perhaps the responses would have been different and you could prompt him and say well what do you mean by this or right. that's right. it well and there was no obviously disc, you know? someone there filming um, i'm looking and, at a unless wizard. i'm the only one who who caught this or was like weirded out by it um, he didn't look into the lens of the camera no. at all. He was looking above it, which means someone was filming. Yeah. Which is even weirder that someone is filming as he's doing this and not prompting or saying anything, just like 
blankly staring at yeah. him while he's staring at you reading questions on the phone. But you can see how uh, how forceful he is and, and that he can be very opinionated. Maybe that's just what he wanted to do. And you're like, all right, Nico, go for it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it very well could have been something along those lines. You know? There was totally a question that was like, I mean, I'm reading into it. It's just like, uh, do you hate Big German? Why? <laughs> There was not. There kind of was. There kind of was. There was like, <laughs> see what you don't like to play with. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like, like big, big germ. germ. <laughs> but you know, it very well could have been Nico. Just be like, no, I'll just read it off my phone. It's cool. Yeah, totally. You know, like when Greg Barsby shows up on your podcast and you just let him talk the whole time. Oh man, there's. I'm gonna. <laughs> one of these episodes, I'm gonna do my Barsby impression. <laughs> and by that, I mean I'm gonna pregame a ton before we start the podcast. <laughs> gonna drink fourteen beers and. Yep. And uh, and then just get started. Yep. Talk about three inches away from the mic. So here's the thing: Do we want? Let's finish this up, and then we <laughs> yeah. can we can touch I think on. That, that's really all I got for the the Nico AMA. I, well, I, so let me bring up one Barsby thing, and then I'll 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 give one more thing that a good question that Nico had. Um, Barsby was on Final Round Radio. Yeah. I and I'll be totally honest. I listened like ten minutes and I just I couldn't. He was having a good so time. So you tell you tell me uh, what <laughs> happened because in our Slack group there was a ton of um, comments about things he said and I I kind of get the gist of it but I I don't really know. He Barsby was just really amped. And, what did he uh, say about Innova? Ah, <laughs> uh, he he just he he just was was not very complimentary about about how his sponsor was treating him. Uh, if you should really listen to it. Okay. It's okay. it's on Final Round Radio and I imagine they're not too stoked about it. But I'm and, not blown away cuz I think he was Innova and then he went away from Innova yeah. and I think he was playing really well last year and got picked back up and he's not playing fantastic this year yeah. and and maybe the way it on would, rocks. The way it was sounding it was either that he knows that his time with Innova is is coming to a close or he doesn't care. Uh, but it, it was he was not not very glowing of his sponsor. Let's put it that way. Maybe he got like a disc golf tenure. Yeah, and he can't be fired, and he knows it. I don't think that's the case. I don't think so either. That'd Unfortunately, be, be cool. I, Philo was on there too. I would have loved to to hear a little bit more from him. I, I heard him say like four words. I did. I did. There was, that's, there was that's, maybe six. Yeah. I hit an albatross. Yeah. Hey, I did that. Yep. Oh, go ahead, so. Greg. Well, yeah. I'm sure there will be another, uh, hey, Philo, if you're listening, you want to come on our podcast. We'll, we'll let you talk about your albatross. We'll let you talk about whatever you want. That's true. You can, you if you want to, you can even come to our luxurious studio, but you, you don't want to. But I actually found it fairly entertaining. It was definitely the Greg Barsby show. That's it was, fun. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was fully entertaining. He's a fun guy. Yeah. Listen, if you, if you have not seen the Barsby, uh, Iron Leaf oh, yeah. video. That's the best. Uh, I've, I've asked you to do this before for music, and this is now for a video. Pause this podcast <laughs> and search Barsby Climo Iron Leaf. Yeah. That's it, all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go in, in depth at all what it is. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. And if you don't, classic. go, go find out right now. Classic Greg Barsby. Really, really hilarious video. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So, it was... It was an interesting listen. Yeah. I, I'd say you got to do both. Go listen to that, that Final yeah. Round Radio episode, too. So, um, just to wrap up the La Castro, 
there was one thing that he talked about. I think it might have even been when he was talking about his like favorite disc. Uh, he talked about how new players, and this spoke straight to my soul, uh, just tend to buy tons of discs. People are buying too many discs. They're trying to figure all these things out. He said he plays a lot of rounds with three discs. He said get three discs, learn those discs, master those discs, and then you can start adding compliments around them. And that kind of brings us to our next big piece that we wanted to talk to you about is what our perfect starter pack would be. Yeah, like if we could go back in time and pick the three discs that we started disc golf with, what would those be? And and Nico's answer to it kind of prompted this a little bit. Cause right. It was part of what he said was that get a putter that you like, you know, get a mid-range and get, you know, a, a lower speed driver, essentially, yep. not, a, not a super fast driver. And, and we've been preaching that since the beginning. And I yeah. think a big piece is get that starter pack. We're telling you get a starter pack. If you're just brand new, these are the starter packs we recommend. But beyond that, we don't want you to touch the drivers. Yeah. Until you have the mid and the putter down. Most likely, yeah. The, the, you, I mean, you can if you want to, but really, when you're starting off, the putter and the mid-range are, are most likely more than enough for, to, to get better distance out of. So If, if you can't throw the putter in the mid-range where you want them to go, and you know you can get them there, don't touch the driver yet. Yeah, I agreed. Totally agree. So different companies have starter packs. Innova's got one. It's typically like a, an AVR, a shark, and a leopard, something along those lines. Yeah. And they've got, you know, and other they have the ones. champ one, which is, yeah. or no, I guess sometimes there's a Valkyrie in there too. Yeah, like they have a few different, a few different iterations, you know, yeah. but yeah. Exactly. And then Discraft has one as well where it's, yeah. where there's, there's a buzz in there. And then I think they put a nuke in it too. But really? Yeah, I think so. That's not starter. <laughs> um, and, and I know, um, like the trilogy stuff, they have a few things that are coming out. They they have a few of those. Like I think they do like a a judge, a truth, and like a saint or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So do we want to alternate on this, and we'll start with putters? No, let's just let's just okay. go. Let's just give our packs. So start I'll I'll give mine. I think that for me, and these are somewhat based on discs that I've come to as I've progressed in disc golf. But I think you start with a putter that you like. For me, that's an AVR. And so I would recommend an XT AVR because they're they're fairly soft yet still firm enough that you can throw them pretty far without damaging them too much. So you can still putt with it, but you can still throw some shots off the tee and not have to worry about completely destroying it like a DX one. It's a little bit a little bit more premium plastic than than a DX one. So uh, the XT AVR it's a it's still in that putt and approach mold. Uh, decent. Decent putter for both approach and off the tee and putting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like them a lot. I don't currently bag one, but I have them, and, and they're very useful. And I have given them to people as, as kind of starter discs, Definitely. too. Um, then the next one in terms of mid-range is the Comet. I, I think the Comet is the best beginner disc out there, personally. Uh, it's a terrific mid-range disc by uh, Discraft. It is understable. You can throw this disc. If you perfect it, you can throw it straight as an arrow. I watched the uh, part three of the San Francisco Safari. Um, uh, and, oh gosh, uh, Trey McKelvey, who Trey, we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, for sure. One of those. He throws comments, and he threw a comment on hole five straight as an arrow about 340 feet, something like that. So it's it's not one of those discs that you're just going to turn over. It's a straight flying disc. It's not. If your form is clean... You can throw it straight forever. Yeah, and it's it's it wasn't 
Um, and, and I turned things over, and when we reviewed that, um, I thought it was going to just hook right right away, and it definitely wasn't. It's definitely a clean drawer. Yeah. So, excellent disc for an, an, a beginner. Excellent. Tons of glide. So, that's a great thing for a beginner is that it's going to be understable, and it glides, so you can really bite off some distance with the Comet as a, as a player with not a lot of experience. And uh, really just... Great disc for, for an intermediate, advanced, or even pro player, too, just because of its ability to fly straight. I mean, the straight shot is so important in, in a lot of different in a lot of different holes, and and you just it's really wonderful when you have a disc that you know is just going to go straight. It's going to yep. go exactly there. Except when you need it to fade, and you, you release it late. Well, yeah. <laughs> and if you need it to fade, you probably shouldn't be throwing it. Yeah. <laughs> so... <clears throat> The last one is, I, I kind of put a combination of three because they're extremely similar discs. But uh, the FD by Discmania, the Leopard by Innova, and those two are extremely similar um, considering that Innova and Discmania are manufactured by Innova. And then the last is the River, which we reviewed recently, right. which is also an excellent beginner disc. And these are all fairway drivers that you'll be able to, as you advance from a mid-range disc, throw and get great distance out of and they'll go a long ways. They've got a ton of glide and really can teach you the form that you need to throw the, the next step of distance drivers. So th- those that's my, my beginner pack, XDAVR, Comet, and then either an FD, a Leopard, or a River. One of those Perfect. three. Perfect. Well, so you also put... Um, I see, because I'm going to talk about plastics too. I saw you, you put S-Line for the... The FD, just because you know that one the best. I would I would actually recommend a lightweight S line FD. I have I have both C line and, and S line FDs, and I think if you get a lighter weight S line FD, like like maybe like one sixty eight or something like that, no need to go max weight when you're a beginning player. And even as a as a as an advanced or more experienced player, you can get really great lines with a with a lighter weight disc sometimes. So. Um, I have a, a very understable one that's 170 grams. It's an S-line plastic, and it's a terrific disc. So, Yeah. Uh, so for mine, I'm going to go judge, but I, I'll, I'll say AVR was the first putter that I really used and realized that you needed to have a putter. So it's not a bad place to start, but I would definitely go with a judge. It's, it's what I putt with. I throw it off the tee a lot, too. Um, I'd probably say prime, especially because we're talking beginners. They're like seven bucks. They're seven to eight bucks. They're yeah. super cheap. Just yeah. get them in your bag. Um, once it's, you know, you can't see it anymore. The the stamp is tore off and half the disc is gone. You just buy a new one. Yeah. It's fine. Um, next, so this is one that we have not reviewed and neither of us bag anymore. But the first mid-range that I really uh, learned to throw mid-ranges and got confidence throwing mid-ranges was actually a Vibram Ibex. Um, that disc pretty much is the first time I threw it, I threw it straight exactly where I wanted it to go. So that was probably one of the first discs that I really started driving with. And it's a really good beginning, uh, mid range because I think similar to a Comet, it can go straight based on your form and it can also be kind of your, um, your gauge in my mind. Of when it's time to, to throw your driver. It will, it, it is kind of understable. Once you start really cranking it, it will flip, it will turn. And I think 
that's a good kind of sign to know where your power is and also that you probably need to work on your mechanics. <laughs> Possibly. Um, yeah. But I just really love the feel of the Ibex. Um, also, I'll say that the Vibram rubber makes mm-hmm. for a nice approach disc in, in terms totally. of well, sticking your And landing. that's a beautiful thing. It sticks your landing, but it's also like they don't beat in. Like they don't warp. They don't change anything. That feels the same every single time. They don't really get scratched up. It's a nice thing to start with. Uh, and then I think it's obvious if you've been listening, T-Bird. Yeah. Get a T-Bird. I would say <laughs> probably as you're beginning, um, I've thrown multiple plastics. I think a really good plastic to start with with a T-Bird is actually G-Star. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be kind of closer to a beat-in uh, star T-Bird kind of off the bat. And it might wear a little bit more faster, but it's it's clean. It feels good. It'll stick. Um, you won't. I, I don't feel like you're gonna run into like inconsistencies with, like say a star a champion line where some are more overstable than others. It'll be pretty consistent. Um, and I, you know, I want to make Dave Dunapace happy by mentioning G Star. Yeah, I really love my T Bird three. Totally, but I, I your T Bird three isn't for a beginner. It's not. It's not. But I still love it. No, it's fantastic. I have to get one. I mean, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So that might be another one. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> T-Bird, 3, T-Bird 3 is fantastic. I've thrown Robins. I will get one at some point. But it's definitely not a beginner fairway. Uh, no. It's 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 no. it's a beefier T-Bird for it, sure. Yeah, it's kind of tweener in terms of fairway to distance driver. Yep, yep. Yeah, so... Well, I think the main thing, the main point of this was for any beginning players is to really kind of eliminate a lot of the overstable high-speed plastic from your bag uh, to to make sure that you are honing your disc golf form and, and not using that overstable plastic to mask your your mechanical flaws Mm -hmm. because that overstable plastic, if you're, you know, rolling your wrist over and things like that, it'll hide it and still give you, you know, a reasonably straight hyzer that'll still fit, you know, fall off to the left. And whereas if you're using a, a understable mid range or a fairway driver, it'll just dump off to the right immediately. It'll come out wobbly. You know, you'll be able to see these problems right away and, and learn how to, how to fix them on your own rather than creating problems. You're going to have to spend a lot of time trying to fix as you, as you yeah. grow in the sport. Right. Well, that's hundred percent true. And it's really, um, thanks to this podcast that I've fixed a lot of mechanics purely because when you review discs, I learned to throw flat. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I don't think I was throwing flat at all or with any consistency until we had to review discs and I needed to know what they were like when they weren't hyzer out of my hand. Um, <laughs> But that's also helped me really understand my mechanics and and what a disc will do. And, um, you know, if you're starting with these lower tier discs and really cranking on them, it's going to help you immensely down the line. Um, I definitely was that player who bought all the crazy discs and threw crazy hyzers, which I still do. And it's still like the coolest thing to do if you didn't know. But I wish uh, I went the proper Mm -hmm. route. Yeah, it would make it all a lot easier, but unfortunately, so many of us don't don't figure it out right away, uh, and I'm still and, figuring it out. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, it, it, most importantly, with any disc, is you gotta like it. So, especially with putters, I'd say regardless of the putter that's your preference, you gotta like the way it feels in your hands and like the way it flies. Oh man, so, did they make? I just realized. 
Did they make, I bet they do make Ibexes in that same, um, like, rubber pattern that we just got Probably, that sole? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think I might have to buy another Ibex. <laughs> this this uh, wish list segment that we're going to start right I'm gonna now. I was going to say, like, I think we got to roll right into it. Because, <laughs> dang, I just added, through me talking, I think I just added two more discs that I want yeah, absolutely to add did. to my cart. <laughs> So I'm going to have one contribution. If you would like to send me Venmo or a check <laughs> to help fulfill my disc golf dreams, um, I'm cold, super into it. Cold, hard cash. Cold, hard cash. Because I can't afford any discs at this point. Um, but there's like a lot that I want. Yeah. So I <laughs> this is our what's in the card segment, which is just our wish list. We're just talking about discs that we saw and we're interested in and would like to to get at some point and for me we talked about it in our slack group which if you'd like to join us in our slack group we have our slack which is a communication app which we let all our listeners join if they want to and we're in there chatting all the time yeah and just send us an email at the disc golf podcast at gmail.com yeah that, it's that simple like it's open to everyone yeah you can be brand new to the sport this could be the first time you listen to an episode yeah just join up check it out say yeah. hello yeah We've got custom disc golf emoji, all the great stuff. So somebody brought it up when we were talking about overstable mid-ranges, and we're going to review an overstable mid-range today, but uh, the Westside Bard, mm -hmm. which I've heard a lot of great things about, and that's something that, that I'd like to check out, and, and we should probably review in the future. So that's, that's most I know, notably. I told Sorcerer I talk, today, too. Yeah. Last week, we talked about the Legacy Enemy, which is definitely on the list, and, and a few others. But uh, the Bard is another one that I've kind of tacked on to the... Do you have any more? Because I'm going to rattle off like five. Yeah, no, you're, you take the floor. I, that was the only one I can think of. Okay, so <laughs> just now I want another Ibex. Because I, I had an Ibex and an Obex, and I think I gave them both to your brother. Yeah. Um, I can see... I, actually, they're right over there. Oh, sweet. I can see both the Ibex and, and the Obex. I think those were yours, but whatever, I'll yeah. take them. We have a communal disc storage in our studio, I know which the, are mostly Robins. I know the Obex is mine, but I think the Ibex on top there is yours. Oh, sweet. All right. Well, I'm going to Riveting take that. podcast conversation. Whatever. Anyways, so I want that, but I also, I really love how that, uh, the rubber of the sole, did we post pictures of that? Mm, no. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. I, I should do that, though. Uh, well, it's in my well, bag now. you put it now. in your bag. Yeah, it's so. in my bag now. So, uh, anyways... Ibex, and I want a T-Bird 3. I really want a T-Bird 3. I've wanted one for super long. Uh, and then also, so, I was talking uh, with Diary of a Disc Golf guy. guy yeah. Um, Delane. Delaney? Yeah, Delaney. Um, I had a random conversation that I think just on Slack, or maybe it was just a private message on Facebook, talking about the Ballista. And I bought the Ballista when it very first came out. I bought the Scandinavian Open, like, tournament fundraiser disc in their, like, snow plastic. And it's pretty stable, and that's not what I was expecting. And then he was letting me know, and I could be wrong, please give us a call. 707-939-5476. Leave us a message. Leave on us the, a message. On the Raptor range. On the Raptor range, if I'm incorrect here. But he was telling me that the... That specific ballista is much more stable than all other ballistas huh. all of like the regular production line so i want to get a regular ballista 
because I've cranked that disc enough times and had at least like one throw where I just like had an outer body experience and threw it incredibly well with a lot of power and it flew awesome. The majority of the time, uh, it's super stable. So my hope is if I get a, another one, uh, I'm just going to, I guess it's not really a hope. At this point, I don't want to love discs anymore because then it's just more money that I spend. Yeah. But I have a feeling that I'd really like a ballista um, in in their other plastics. So that's the second, the third thing in my list. <laughs> and then I also want to check out a Discraft crank. I've heard awesome things about it. Um, I feel like a lot of I've I've heard and seen a lot of people talking about it being their like max distance disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as someone who is Starting to uh, bring down my my high speed stuff, you know, an eleven with a two fade and a lot of glide are starting to be like the discs that I'm really into checking out, like the DDX and like a turn, um, you know, the ten eleven speeds with lots of glide and low fade sound really sweet right now. Yeah. So I want to check out a crank. There's also the Thrasher, the new release by Discraft in the last, oh, last, yeah. last few weeks, too. I feel like I should be riding a skateboard when I throw that, though. Yeah, I know. But That's still a thing, right? Thrasher Magazine is still, like, I, people skateboard yeah. still, right? Yeah. Yes. It was a joke. I know people they do. definitely still <laughs> skateboard. PB, our, uh, our San Francisco pro, now Masters Level pro, uh, was an amazing skateboarder. No way. Yeah, like extremely good. That's fantastic. Like probably still is incredibly good, but like was probably could have been a pro skateboarder. That's fantastic. So, Patrick Brown, now you know. Now you know. You learned something today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that's it for our our wish list. Do you don't have anything else that you want to buy. Like I feel Not like really. I just rattle off like thirty, and you're like, I want this bug. <laughs> No, I didn't say it like you that. You pretty much did. Like you're kind of, you're, kind of, you're a little stuffy. Like oh, well, this part. <laughs> you're, you're being dressed. I also said the Thrasher. Okay, good. Yeah, the so, Thrasher's yours. I like it. Yeah. All right, I'm in. So that's fine. I think it's time though that we do our deer review, our world famous disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we re- review them both, and tell you whether you should bring them out on the course. And today we have the Justice by Dynamic Discs, a overstable mid-range disc that is a speed of five a glide of three is that right glide of three a turn of 0.5 a positive turn disc mm-hmm. and a fade of four so uh as you can tell by the numbers this is a pretty overstable disc yes and uh when we threw it yes it is very overstable. it totally is and listen we've said it before i'm gonna say it again and i'll say it over and over and over lucid plastic is awesome yeah it's great. Lucid plastic is so good. And I feel like, and this is be, me being just a goose, there's something about red lucid, lucid plastic, <laughs> right? Okay, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's this, we have the sword, like, we've had a handful of, like, the red, and something about it, it's just like, it's like glossy Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's like a little, I feel like it's more glossy than my purple lucid judge that I throw all the gotcha. time. Gotcha. This red, this red lucid is just so nice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's super grippy. It's, uh, if, if you were going to talk, um, comparing it to other plastics, it's like yeah. champion. It's, champion. It's their there you go. translucent, uh, glossy. And the, the beer we're going to pair it with is Born Yesterday Pale Ale 
It's a fresh hop, unfiltered pale ale by Lagunitas, which was brewed this week. And yep. they put it directly out, uh, you know, on the shelves, and you get a kind of a rare experience of having a beer that's, you know, just like the brewers get it, tasting it right off of the, off of the uh, the assembly line. So, um, it, I, I leave. I mean, we'll tell you about it, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the shark right now and just say it is really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. It's it's pretty excellent. Um, there's unfortunately the distribution of it is not really widespread, so it's most likely not something that everybody's going to get. But if you get a chance to have it, it's extremely delicious. It's crisp, mm-hmm. extremely crisp. It's a seven percent pale ale, mm-hmm. and it has that pure hop flavor, super hop, and it is just smoothness. Yeah. There's no there's no aftertaste. You just get that. Sweet, you know that perfect kind of citrusy bitterness, that that pure hop flavor, and just finishes smooth. Right. Well, no here's, strange aftertaste or dryness. Like, tough thing about it too is, um, if if you can't find it in the next two days, you're already missing some. Yeah. Because it's so fresh hopped, and they roll it out so quick, it loses. It's flavor. It's flavor. It's not as... I'm sure it's still great. I think it becomes more dank as, yep. as it goes yep. on. That it, it, yep. it gets it gets a little bit... It it can easily get skunky as it yeah. goes forward. But as it, as it stands, it's an extremely complex kind of fruity almost. Mm-hmm. A lot of pine to it. Mm-hmm. it really a, a lot of, of complex flavors to it. And, and still extremely smooth and yep. packs a punch with that 7%. So I'm going to tell you how good it is. So it came out on Tuesday, Monday, and I bet it is sold out of every store it's been distributed to, unless I'm sure the brewery had some reserves that they're getting out in the next couple of days to like their secondary markets or whatever. But I bet everything that went out to their local distribution tra- uh, chain is gone. Yeah. Four days later, three yeah. days later. I know where I bought it from this little market in our hometown. They got five cases on Tuesday. I went in yesterday, which was Wednesday, and there were two six packs left, and I bought them both. Yeah. So there is no longer any born yesterday available in Sonoma. Yeah. And it's it's really just excellent. It's, it is. It's got great aroma. It's fragrant. It's smooth. It's This is one of the better beers we'll, we'll have all year. I would yep. say. So. I mean, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I, it's going to be years, probably, until I have, like, Pliny the Younger. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that line. <laughs> I don't have time to get anywhere. I might be able to find it on tap locally mm-hmm. if I can get off work early someday. Yeah. But um, I, and I'm going, maybe I'm going too far with this. I feel like this has a chance someday to live in that world where there's a line at Lagunitas. It could be. For, for a Born Yesterday release. It really is that good. It's so. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I bought this. I know we are sponsored by Lagunitas. I'm actually staring at some cases of beer right now. Our microphone is sitting on a case of beer. Uh, <laughs> in our uh, For aesthetic. Not because our- not we need like a mic stand or anything. <laughs> um in our high tech studio, but I I purchased this and uh, this is 
not a paid advertisement. This beer is awesome. Yeah, it really is. It truly is. Now that we're done, are we done gushing about it? I, we might go back to gushing about it. We probably will. We probably when we get to like our final, we'll probably talk about more, but let's talk about the justice. Yeah. So the justice is is just so incredibly overstable when throwing it. Joe and I, when we were testing this disc, were actually tr- a- attempting almost roller shots yep. with it. Mm-hmm. And it was still flexing out. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which, out of a mid-range disc, is, is something a little bit shocking. Because when you put it up... I mean, we were releasing it at pretty close to 45 degree angles. Yeah. We were pumping Which, it out. We were trying to force it to the right. Like, yeah. hardcore... Like, well, I'm just going to overdo it and it's yeah, going to happen. because we threw regular shots, we threw hyzers, and actually, the hyzer is what it's really meant for. Yep. Because mm-hmm. then you can still get a little bit of glide out of, it, out of it, and it'll ride that nice sweeping hyzer, and get your, if you need a shot that needs to go way left around a corner, or something along those lines, or a good forehand shot where you want it to go to the right, the Justice is a perfect disc for that. But after we kind of finished throwing the shots that we knew it was meant for, we were just screwing around trying to see if we could get it to do something that it didn't want to do, and it was not going to give in. Right, and I, I, um, so normally in my like X step, I have like nice big steps, but I also am known to do like full run ups, mm-hmm. you know, just short of a, a 360 because I don't have those mechanics, and I was doing full on hard as I can rip run ups on Anheuser, uh, and. This bad boy was like, nah. Yeah, it's, left. it's exactly like a 360 minus the 360 part. Right? I just said it's not. It's more like a like a 110 or like a... What kind of drive is it? I said it wasn't a 360. <laughs> You're being a big jerk right now. Um, but basically, my, my full run-up is as hard as I can throw, and it's definitely not um, as accurate as my regular X step, and the ju- justice came out like a brick. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and just, but it was sweet. It was like I like that because I really, um, I was cranking it super hard on Anheuser and was coming out of it, which makes me, or not makes me, but helps me realize that. There is not a win situation that I would ever worry about yeah. throwing this disc. You could even Anheuser it in, in a headwind. In, in a headwind. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And easily. No it's problem. back. Yeah, which is what this disc is for in my mind. Yep. It's a it's a specialty disc that you use when you either need to shape a big Anheuser with a mid-range or you need a sweeping hyzer shot either forehand or backhand that you need to go way left or right. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a, an extreme headwind situation. Yeah. And and you need it, that sort of shot. That's what this will do. And, and you can throw it. You can throw it flat, way out right, and it's gonna it's gonna come back yep. left, which I like. So that's something I looked for for a long time with mid ranges was a big fade mid range, right? So it's got a four fade. So it's got a healthy healthy fade. So even some of the more overstable mid ranges still are like two or three fade. You just aren't gonna turn them over. So having yeah. that big, healthy fade back is really nice. Like, I'll tell you right now, I have, uh, in my bag, I carry a uh, Metal Flake Gator. It is less stable than this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this is... Um, this is more stable than my Buzz OS. Right. I would say maybe it's near the world of your your 
T.I. Buzz OS? No, this is still more stable. Yeah, than that, dang man, I that's think. brutal in my opinion. Yeah, it's 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 stable. Yeah, um, overstable. Yeah, you know it's got a positive turn, and it does. It yeah. really does. Yeah, that's. I a, think we've thrown something else. I can't remember what it is. We've thrown something that had a positive turn before. And I didn't really yeah. feel it. I, I didn't think it was true. I think maybe one. the felon has a positive turn. Yeah, I think you're right. The yeah. felon has a positive turn, and and I didn't. I don't really believe in that. That didn't seem right to me. Yeah, it was more like a zero. Right. This yeah. is true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think actually the speed numbers that they gave this are pretty much dead they on. Are. Yeah. The speed five, it's not definitely not a fast disc. You know, the glide of three. I mean, if if you don't give this a lot of power, it's gonna it's gonna fly like a brick. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. you're not going to get a huge amount of glide out of this. So, and then the turn of positive point five, uh, that that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. It's you're not going to turn this. And it's got a big old fade. And then the fade of four. Yep, absolutely. But the, but the thing is, the the numbers are real, and it is predictable. Yes, it is super predictable. Yeah. You know what it's going to do every time, pretty much regardless of yeah. wind. Uh, and that's a fantastic thing to have in a disc. Yeah, to know that if you rip it. The same every time it's going to do pretty much the same thing. Yeah. That, that's a beautiful world. It's got a thick, heavy rim. You know, mm-hmm. it feels really it's, hefty. It's got a, a nice bead. Mm-hmm. So, I would absolutely recommend the Justice to anybody looking for a headwind mid-range or kind of a get-out-of-trouble mid-range. Not, you're not going to use it on every hole, but... And it's not, I'll tell you right, it's not beginner-friendly. No. You, um, if... This if, would not go in our starter pack. No. If like your if you have like a Z buzz and you're not being able to crank it nice, flat, and straight for a while, don't even look at this disc. Yeah. No. This disc is 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 gonna make you uh turn over your disc. If you if you have a, a buzz OS and you can start throwing that buzz OS about three hundred and thirty to three hundred and fifty feet on flat hyzers. Then maybe pick up the Justice and unless you I and mean, watch it fly 280 right. feet. <laughs> and it's really, but that's see, but I don't hate that idea. No, I mean that's why I carry I carry a PV2 because I know that it's going to give me a really sharp hyzer to like 275, and yeah. I can crank it as hard as I can on a big hyzer, and it's going to drop right in that circle that I know it. Mm-hmm. And I think the Justice lives in that world too. Yeah. Now, how often do I need? 140 feet hard left. Once around, probably? Yeah. I'd say. You know? Typically, you've had a bad shot, you're behind yeah. something, yeah. you know? But but how often... I, so here, I mean, this is where it gets down to it. How often does it need to be more drastic fade than a Gator Not or a Buzz often. OS? Not very often. Maybe heavy wind situations. Right. Once a month. Right. You know, something like right. that. So that's the thing. If, if, if I knew, knew I was going somewhere super gusty... Like if we were going to Lagoon in Vacaville or something, yeah, that's true. I could see myself popping this in the bag, <laughs> being like, just in case there's water to the right, I want no part of that. <laughs> and if I do throw it in the water, eh. right? Um, I didn't lose, but it is my gator. It is out there now. With all that said, if you are like a trilogy person, because I know there's a lot of people who are like, I only throw a trilogy, I only throw a dynamic disc, and you're looking for a gator or a Buzz OS. Mm-hmm. Um, Get a justice. Yeah, this I, I guarantee. Justice or the Bard that I talked about right, before is right. another. I guarantee the majority of of trilogy pros carry a justice in their bag. Yeah, they probably do. I think it's uh, a very safe disc to have in your bag. 
for extreme situations. Um, plus, it's really pretty and cool, so that helps. It's a nice disc. We, yeah, we had fun. We had fun reviewing this just because. Yeah, it was nice, so like, overstable that we wanted flat to. top. Yep, very extremely flat on top. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the verdict, Joe? We got. Okay, well, listen, listen. I would probably bring this beer out every round for the rest of my days. If if, you if could. I could. Yes. Um, but the truth is, the Born Yesterday that I bought subsequently yesterday probably isn't going to make it to the weekend for yeah. when I play disc golf. So I can't take it out. But would I? Hell yes. Yes. Absolutely yes. All the time. Yeah. It is uh, really good. The Justice... Pour it in my Cheerios. Sure. I'll, whatever. Yeah. I, it's, it goes good with everything. Um, like, I almost just want to quit my job right now just so I can <laughs> lay back and drink the rest that I own of this beer. But then, come, like, Saturday, life's going to be real bad because I won't have a job or any born yesterday. <laughs> or any born yesterday. So, yeah. I won't do that. Uh, Justice, I think we basically said it. I, I carry Gator... He carries a, a Buzz OS. Yeah. I, I'm not going to bag the Justice. I'm not going to bag the Justice. It's, it's, a, it's a good disc for, for what it is. It, it fills a particular need that's a specialty need. And, um, and it's more overstable than some of the discs I use for that, yeah. that purpose. And say, say I lose my Gator. Say uh, I'm playing around the next day. My Gator's gone. I'd I'd pick it up. I'd yeah. I'd throw my bag to replace that, but I would know as I was doing so that I need to throw it differently than I'm going to throw my yeah. gator. Uh, cool disc. I think it's exactly what it says it is, um, which is beautiful. Numbers are correct. You know what you're getting, but it's not going on my bag. Yeah, I agree. The beer, I totally agree with you. I would bring it anywhere and everywhere. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep with it. Yeah. In in your belly. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the cold that I'm fighting off, I'm, this is. I think this is going to help. All right, so that's two for two. But I feel like I feel like it needs to be more than just two. Okay. Like I feel like the beer is like a three, and we're just like feeling really good about it, and and we'll just. Well, let tell tell me what it what the I'm, rating is. We're trying to figure it out right now. Uh, I believe it is. Uh, it's my reaction. To Nicolo Castro saying that his favorite uh, ace was his first tournament ace that was like 452 feet on flat yeah. ground. Um, you just cried a little bit. I inside. cried a little, but I was also like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. That will never happen for me. That's like, I, it's, ah, someday, I still am holding out hope. I'm going to be honest. I'm holding out hope that I can get. I can throw over 400 um, consistently some, and consistently, accurately. Not saying accurately. <laughs> consistently, I can get over 400 feet. Um, maybe even that 450 range. I think that's a possibility. But to get a tournament ace in said conditions is never going to happen. Yeah, unless it's. I, I don't have an ace <laughs> as it stands. So a 450 foot tournament ace is just not going to happen. Um, that's pretty ridiculously awesome. It is. It is to have just like this an ace beer. that far. I mean, that's... for your first for your first tournament ace. Yeah, I mean, most I'd say most people's aces are under three hundred feet. Oh yeah, and and to have one 
over 450, albeit only two feet further, that's just, that's nuts. That's dirty. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, you know, good for Nico. But I still wouldn't want to be like 5'6". I'm telling you, I'd, I'd, I'd make the, I'd make the transformation one, right now. 145 easily at this moment is 100 pounds less than I weigh right now. <laughs> Yeah, but you'd be able to throw. You'd first of all, you'd have the capability to throw a four hundred fifty-two foot ace. Yeah, but that doesn't really help me in a lot of things. Uh, I, I think that would help in a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, that's true. My wife really loves how good I am at disc golf. Oh wait, but she doesn't care <laughs> at all, not in the slightest bit. The only thing that disc golf is doing good for my marriage is this podcast is helping me. Um, have reasons that my wife understands for me to leave the house to drink beer and talk with my friend. Wow. Holy cow, Joe. It's true. You know that's true. I'm, I'm sorry? Usually it's me leaving the house with but, child at but home. But what if you were winning tournaments because all of a sudden you can throw really far and bring in home money so she could like, you know. Yeah, I'm, I love my wife so much, but then she'd be like, why are you leaving every weekend? <laughs> Hey, you're in that same boat, don't you? Don't you shake your head? I'm just saying, I, I, it's an easy choice in my mind. Not at all. Nope. Yeah. Can I be? I want to be like Garrett Gerthy. Okay. A little more poorly, just a bomber. <laughs> I'm into that. Okay. Fair enough. That's fine. So we. <laughs> so moving on. And moving on. But I digress. It it's it's good. You you like who you are. And, and you're good with it. I'm willing to sell my soul to the devil and knock off 100 pounds and, and throw hella farther. I could probably drop like two pounds if I cut off my goatee. <laughs> you probably could. That's fair enough. So last week, we called out on our, on our Raptor range for people to call in and give us ideas for our podcast. For non-tournament season. Because we've got non-tournament season, we need things to talk about. We had a great idea called in by one of our listeners, was to talk about our ideal vacation disc golf destination. Right. Which we thought was awesome It was idea. fantastic. Like, so it was not only was it like where, not just one course, but what are like a group of courses in uh-huh. the area that you'd like to go to. And then, genius idea... What kind of breweries yeah. can you also visit during said vacation? Unfortunately, this fellow didn't give us his name when he called. So, uh, if you want to call us back and tell us who you were, we're going to play your soundbite to close out this episode. But we don't know who you are, but we want to thank you. Because we're going to throw this out. We're going to ask our listeners to tell us about various disc golf places that would be amazing. And we're going to talk about it on the next episode. Definitely. About what the best vacation destinations would be for disc golf. So. so hit us up on our social medias with those answers. So you can get us on Twitter at the disc pod. You can get us on Instagram at the disc golf podcast, facebook.com slash the disc golf podcast. Hit us up on our Slack. Join us. Just go to the disc golf podcast at gmail.com. And you can even give us a call on the Raptor range at 707-939-5476. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, you know what? Best disc golf vacation. Not only will we play uh, or we'll talk about what you said or if you call and we'll play it on the next podcast. We will also send you the justice. The dynamic disc justice. Yes, we will. So we're looking forward to talking about that with you guys next week. We hope you have a great weekend and you get to play lots of disc golf. Get out there and throw stuff at stuff. 
show and uh, podcast this week you guys asked for ideas. Uh, one I was thinking about to burn some time would be to talk about disc golf vacations. You know, where to go, where it might be going on course, you know, maybe towards you. You could travel between maybe campsites, cheap hotels, stuff like that. Maybe even birds tie it into so that's my idea. That's it. See you, bye.